0: Get my fancy headphones. I was going to say, they're like... Did you get them at like Daft Punk's or something like yeah, that? Yeah. No, they're very, like, chrome and shiny. Studio monitors, just better than these wee plastic things, because it's all about perception, Matt. Pure, bougie cunt. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like. You've changed, man. I know. I have. I have, mate. We're doing this on GarageBand mics. <laughs> my Twitch stream set up and such. Um, anyway. I'm, I'm going to find that too tempting sooner or later. So I'm off. Well, I was thinking about
1: actually doing maybe like once a week and then like, oh, I'm a therapist. I'm
0: sitting here. What questions have you got? Probably yeah. just sat there and speak to fucking nobody to <laughs> Probably but No, definitely. The chat side that I've not explored. I've definitely fell down the Twitch hole recently. Um, which shouldn't surprise anybody considering obviously we've talked about YouTube and all the rest of it and the, the sort of gaming stuff that we were getting into. Um mm-hmm. but I the, the chat side is something of no good. Get- to grips with it, I'm still very much on the surface watching guys like Lemmy and that. Aye. I mean? I'm I'm kind I'm I'm the same.
1: I've not went live yet, but well, maybe get a go. It's interesting though. It, it's an interesting concept. Even up until maybe about three or four months ago, I'd be like, mm, I don't. I kind of like being that old man. I don't really get this. Why do Aye. people enjoy doing this? But now that I've started doing it, I'm like, oh no, I totally get it. It's Aye. like the same thing that you get for watching people do podcasts. You mm-hmm. feel like you know them. It's not
0: like a it's not like you're observing. And there's like an unfiltered chain of thought in play a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I think definitely is there with the the two sort of formats. hmm Do you think
1: that I, I kind of think that Lemmy plays a character. Either that or he's genuinely a dick.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure. I watched him recently playing a uh, Skyrim And they had obviously the interaction was mere that there was loads of folk had played it who were actually gaining like tips and shit. So his interactions were quite sort of mechanical in that respect. But um, as I say, I've only recently started watching in the last couple of weeks. So Mm I, I, I I mean, I'm aware of him. Obviously, like uh, some of his stuff. Like he's, uh, you know, seen the comedy stuff back and you know the sketch shows and all the rest of it. But um, I don't really know like. A personal element to him in that respect, whether he is actually real or no. Neither they are, but he's been, I mean, seeing this regard,
1: he's a total trailblazer. Do you remember Justin TV? Oh, I think he was like fucking years out in front of it, wasn't he? So, there was a thing called Justin TV, um, which were, I mean, many people would have started, but definitely him, and that's where Rogan first did. It, it wasn't a day in the Joe Rogan experience, but that's where the first concept of that started. What right. they did was they set up a camera and room mics in the green room in the comedy store and they used to every night they would just go live on Justin TV All oh, right, but Lemmy used to do it and would sit and just eat cake <laughs> and talk shite <laughs> and play his game but you couldn't see what he was playing so he would just be like describing it oh, I'm playing this and people would come in and be like Lemmy what you up to and he'd be like oh I'm playing this in my dinner zone and I'm having right. this for dinner mate this was like 2007
0: so this kind of like touches on an element of like why I was explaining to Stace because Stace was like You've been watching that stream for, like, four hours. And while I'm maybe, like, sitting you know, on my phone, talking back for it, whatever else I'm also doing. It's become, like, the background noise of my life in some respects in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you getting for, like, four hours of watching a guy play, like, a zombie survival game? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. There's, like, a reality TV element to it. So there is where, mm-hmm. as much as this reality is clearly unreal, like... Somebody who's trying to build the resources to survive and you know succeed in whatever the element of the game is, is quite. It's, it's got a narrative to it. It's, it drags you in, uh-huh. sort of thing. You know what I mean. And I think I get because I don't. I don't watch reality TV. Like MasterChef's my limit. You know what I mean. Like that's as real as my reality TV gets. Um, but I, I imagine people who would sit and watch Big Brother for six hours on a live stream, watching people sleep, is is was the case in sort of years gone by, probably get like a similar thing where they've got a narrative that they're engaged with their in heeds and this is them sticking to it. And I think when you're saying, let me sit in there just chilling and like eating cake and like whatever, there's that, you know, you're seeing like an element of his reality in that sense. Uh-huh, and, and, and that's what I... It's almost like... <clears throat>
1: You're getting you, you have a personal relationship with somebody who's famous mm-hmm. and that you like and that you admire, and that and I suppose that's why I, I kind of am sort of interested in if he is actually being himself, yeah, and or if he's actually like sort of playing a character. There's, there's like sometimes you see him. I watched one last night on YouTube, it was just like you know, when your YouTube just starts fucking rolling yeah. and you're just doing something else, and you look up and you're like, How the fuck... That, what am I watching? What is this? But one of them was. Well, I mean, he was playing the Euro truck, mm-hmm. right? Which, I mean, see when you I think big
0: on the simulators, isn't it?
1: See when you think about that, there's 2,000 people sitting watching a guy virtually <laughs> drive across <laughs> Europe delivering. The, there's, there's definitely something comforting. I think people find aye. it comforting just watching somebody doing this. We sort so of talk
0: radio at that point, isn't it? Aye, exactly. You know what um, mean? But um,
1: he crashed his truck and he was kind of like, for fuck's sake. But then he was, like, hiding his face. And when he was coming back, he was, like, angry. But then when you seen him behind his eyes, he was howling. So you're like, is this just... I think there's, there's like, a comedy element to Mm -hmm. it. And this is actually something that I've noticed through, like, sort of YouTube comments and stuff is that people watch the American comedians. I mean, this is years down now. The mm-hmm. podcast, we've spoke many times. But people think that they know the real person and then they're talking about, you lied because you've told this story before and it was slightly different and they're all being like, these are bits. Yeah. So like, last night, right, I was watching an American podcast and there was a comedian, I can't even remember his name, but he was talking about like dating. Okay. And he was talking about like um, how he has found that he has basically, he, he kind of get hard on to have one night stands, he needs to get people to know him. Okay. But then he said, so how I get people, women to know me is I take them back to my flat and we sit and we watch my pilots and we sit and we watch my stand-up. And, like, the people in the podcast were all looking funny. He's like, this is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Why he's looking at me funny? Like, this is a joke. But it's almost that sort of, like, it's so real, though, in the way that he told it. And people, not only the people that are watching, but the people that are in the room are sort of, like, this feels real, this is serious, and he's like, no, guys, this is a joke, and it's Aye. like, almost like, feels like that sort of world, and the real world is kind of becoming blurred, Aye. and and I think that that could probably be weird for somebody, like, if they see Lemmy and he's on the chat, mm-hmm. he's chatting away to them, but then they see him in the street, and they're like, Lemme, mate, how you doing? And he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, like, who are you? Oh, I know everything about you, and And I suppose, that I think this is like a danger about the way that Mm -hmm. media is going because we're no longer watching characters on a screen. We now feel we're in people's living rooms and we're in their bedrooms and playing computer games with them. And it's almost like this weird familiarity starts to come Mm -hmm. in. people just come up to you and just hug you because they think, oh, we're mates and you've spoke to me. I'm one of your mods on Twitch, like, me and you, we're on this same page, Aye. and then you've got these guys that are famous that are like, no, mate, like, please don't come up to me in the street and say hello, like, I don't want to talk to you, like,
0: <laughs> I think these... Aye, are that's my job, uh-huh. like, and a lot of these sort of Twitch streamers, they treat it in that, you know, 40 hours a week, you know, 8 hours a day type mm-hmm. sort of format, which is commendable if you've got the discipline for that, Um will. I mean, like, I think he's in perfect control. I think he was so far ahead of the game on getting involved in Twitch in the manner that he did that I don't think he does very much at anything that's no deliberate. And... I- what I do know about the, the guy's comedy is that it was quite surrealist in a lot of places, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Um, And I think when he has those moments where you're no sure whether he's being serious or no, it's for me, it's probably like an extension of that where, you know, he's, some of his comedy was quite out there in a lot of, you know uh-huh. what I mean, senses for its time anyway. Um, so I think the guy's so switched on that there's nothing he's doing that's no, like, deliberate, uh-huh. probably like 99% of the time. Uh, you know what I mean? Brings me back to that movie, The Prestige. Right. Where there's the
1: bit where Christian Bale and character and Hugh Jackman's character are watching the sort of Asian guy that does the trick with the, the fishbowl. Okay. Um, and I've seen it, but it, do you know it's a million years ago. The, so there's the guy does this trick where basically he I don't know what happens, but he produces a, a massive glass fishbowl on stage from nowhere. Okay. And they're obviously magicians and they're trying to figure it out. In Christian Bale's character, I think maybe Hugh Jackman. But Hugh Jackman's sort of like he's like, "Where's the trick?" And he's looking and he's like, "I can't see it." And he's like, "Everything's the trick." The guy's walking about like a cripple. Mm-hmm. He's got the fishbowl between his legs, yeah, at all times. And the reason that reminds me of that is like it's I, it's because it feels like the the like you're saying everything's deliberate, everything's mm-hmm. an act. Um, but when when people don't think that, when the lines get blurred, I think bad shit can happen. Like, you know, people can get upset. I think mm-hmm. there's been a couple of American guys that I watch that are like, I'm noticing these guys that come to my comedy are getting really upset when, I, when I'm not like their best mate. And other people in the podcasting scene are like, it's because of the amount of access that you're getting people into your life. They yeah. feel like they know you. You Either are... sitting everything. in your front room with you
0: like uh-huh. 20 hours a week. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like... I think I see it with the fella um, Zealand that I fully, in relation to like the football manager side of things that his like streams are quite boisterous, quite sort of laddie. Obviously, there is lines like there's, it's no like shit poster. There's no like you know fucking edgy or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it is quite a lively sort of boisterous sort of broadcast a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like loads of sort of action in the comments and you know the sub hype and all that kind of stuff, and like. The interactions that he has with the people feel genuinely quite personal, Um, you know, as he's recognising people for their length of subscriptions or their donations Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. There's a genuine like, whoa, yes, you know, kind of like night out energy about it, Uh you know um but then he's a qualified journalist with a master's degree and such you know like this is all stuff that he has cultivated for his channel you know what i mean like i Hank i we probably not need to be aware that sometimes as a show because i would imagine he's exactly the type of guy who if i bumped into him i would probably feel like you know that football camaraderie that you have with mates that you go and watch the football with. there's uh-huh. this thing happening let's go to that to, when in actual fact you're you know, I've responded to tweets and then had to remind myself that, like, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, Like So, I get exactly what you're saying. It is quite, it does quite draw you in, but I think, within themselves, these guys are so good at what they do because they have their own personal boundaries that they must be able to keep in place to, you know, keep plugging away at the, mm-hmm. the sort of volume of the, the do. you know what I mean? I don't see me going onto Twitch, like, 40 hours a week. I see me doing the line, maybe, as I say, as we've t- spoke about gaming in the past, like, you know, couple of hours a week maybe on like some playstation classics or whatever it is and just a bit of general chit chat i like the idea of having like guests i like the idea of like sitting playing a game with somebody and having a blather and just kind of like seeing what happens for them i mean i mean w- i
1: would be i mean I, w- I would be up for using the platform you know like the the humble platform that we've got today that It really like because i was thinking about um, doing you know what like I was saying earlier like maybe just sitting and, and maybe playing a game for a bit just for, so I'm not just sitting fucking mm-hmm. twiddling my thumbs until I get people that are actually get questions for me and sort of just letting people know that oh listen I'm a qualified therapist and maybe between an hour and a Wednesday I'll be here and, and I'll be playing dead by daylight or I'll be playing mm-hmm. you know something quite easy for me to play but if you've got any questions or you want to speak to me I'm like here and or I could do a presentation on whatever, Aye, whatever. You, you know i would be quite up for that i make I've a request also get an idea about see the sort of high fidelity like what's your all-time top five mm. and and maybe this was something that came out of a tweet that i seen by kirsten in this which was like um i want to come on a podcast but i just want to sit and talk about my favorite music is yep. anybody willing to do that and i was sort of thinking that's a great idea if you got people that are you know influencers but you know prominent on social media hi either authors, podcasters, whatever in Scotland and get them in and go I like writing,
0: name, sort of desert island discs type thing.
1: Aye. which your top five and 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 maybe get them and pick an era? Mm-hmm. So you know, like, what what was your when were you a teenager, two thousand and one like all well, right, so it'll be like the strokes and that type of thing. Yeah. What are my favourite songs for that time? Mm-hmm. Thinking back and what was I doing at that time and just use it as like a conversation or something. But I had plenty of ideas. But that must mass- the setup, you know, that I've done is literally like woke up Monday bored and went, What do I need to do? A Twitch, I need a webcam, I need a fucking stream deck mm-hmm. and I just will fuck it, I'll just try and Aye. tested
0: all yesterday. I've said before I'd love to do these live, get the, a bit of chat on the going while we are recording and start actually like putting out and it like what we're doing right now on Twitch and then, you know, edit down for an actual episode or whatever it is you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's maybe something i'd like to explore down the line but we'll, we'll get it as we go absolutely you know
1: I mean? today that we need an engineer yeah because if we're going to do multi we need somebody that's going to walk the board of while we're like we're live but suppose we, we could um we'll, we'll have a wee chat about that but mm-hmm. i suppose as that's related but you're talking about we're talking about like how people like curate and create their platform and having people that are there yep. people that are there every day, like people watch them every day And I mean I think the Janie Godley shit's coming up for me um, because it, the reason that that's coming up for me, it's an example of when somebody sort of puts out this idea about themselves in mm-hmm. the last sort of few years with the Trump as a cunt um, she's became a bit of a sort of social justice warrior in Scotland she's sort of uh, seems like Scottish government sort of mouthpiece at times Mm. does adverts Nicola retweeting and stuff like that but then when people go back and somebody said this on a podcast that was recording that humans will have the capacity for forgiveness until there's hypocrisy and then that pisses people off and I think that what's happened there and there's been a lot of people ready to jump on it but this is what happens when you portray yourself to be white like white, a white knight or some sort of like perfection you know cancel i'll cancel people like calling or crowd to go and, and dox people yeah there's examples of are, are doing all sorts of mad shit but then when people go digging and they realize oh wait a minute and she gets outed that she's done these things in the past it's mm-hmm. like um i think it's i think this
0: is right it's the hypocrisy that sort of gets no, people definitely sort like, of wound up it is a bit rich i um, I'm not really interested in getting into the, the godly example because I think there's, like, multiple other examples that um, kind of tell the same story in recent weeks and, like, I think it's just where we are now, you know what I mean? Like I think anybody that puts themselves out in the public eye runs the risk of having a 10-year-old tweet dug up. It's happened for, like, a, a level of, you know, we're at just now with other podcasters. It's happened to, you know... Hollywood movie directors and probably it's happened to just about everybody in between when somebody's found a 10 year old tweet and like the tweets that they've been found for James Gunn, horrendous, Kevin Hart, horrendous, Janie Godley, like horrendous, like, no doubt, you know what I mean, like there's Mm -hmm. a modern context that we're looking at them now. But I don't think that the godly ones were ever excusable. I mean, they were, like, just straight-up fucking racism. Um, so there's no, like, oh, I'm in a place where I now understand that that was racist. And you're like, you literally called her. And I'm not even going to repeat. Aye. You know what I mean? The stuff that was said about guys like 50 Cent Snoop Dogg were so tropic fucking racist nonsense that, you know what I mean? You can't kind even of be like, oh, shit, I didn't realise that was right. Like, they tried the, oh... ...you know, I'm a comedian so I thought it gave me a license to say stuff... ...and you're like, at your gig it does. Like, say somebody's paying to see you work your routine... ...and Mm. your routine involves a level of, you know, borderline edgy sort of racism... ...that they're, you know, reacting to... ...then, fair fucks to you and your crowd. But, like, when you put it out in the public domain... ...where nobody's asking for it... ...then, you know, that protection is no longer there... ...because what you've done is you've broadcast to the world, you know your ignorance, and then went, oh shit, I didn't realise, and you're like, you didn't realise this was racist, you know what I mean, like, fuck up, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the
1: apologies and the, and the excuses that were gave were just really disingenuous, like, I think that, you, I'd never even thought about it like that, and you're so spot on, aye, when you're doing your comedy, but when you're uh, commentating on a Saturday night, like, you're not always a comedian, you're not always aye. joking, and yep. some of the stuff that was dug up was absolutely horrific, I thought, what was even worse and and comes back to what you're saying about um you didn't realize and, and the skepticism is is that people over the last five years have tried to cancel with it. Yeah. And our reply has been blocking people. To fight fire with fire. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it's ironic
0: that we're seeing that elsewhere now as well because and, and this is the element of this whole cancel bullshit conversation that bothers me is that the people who are saying we are being cancelled are also the ones saying the most horrific shit gone. Um, whether that be on the left, uh, where somebody like Godley, who's, you know, as you say, that culture warrior, whatever it is, or whether it be fucking Andrew Neil on the other side of the right wing saying, oh, I'm being cancelled, then fucking quitting. Um, because nobody was listening to his bullshit anyway. So, you know what I mean? He couldn't stir the pot fast enough to make the money that he thought he would by aggravating people you know what I mean Uh but then we move on to the events in Glasgow recently where Rangers fans who are out singing you know in their thousands and racist you know songs as police escort them to football stadiums and their response to that has been to do the same thing be like oh we are being cancelled or we are you know our traditions and culture are not being respected or this is just banter and all the usual shite Catholic schools blah 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 throwing mud at everybody and everything that they possibly can, digging up, as I say, the, um, the last Celtic state of mind, if I got yeah. Sean, you know. Aye, some of these tweets don't look good in the historical context. They're not illegal. They they might be offensive to some, but again, you know, the issue isn't it that somebody you don't like tweeted something 10 years ago so you can throw it back in their face. The issue is uh-huh. that you, as a collective have issues that you need to address, and like, whether it be, a uh, Jenny Godley, whether it be, the members of the Rangers support, whether it be anybody, anywhere, even Conservative MPs are at it, you know what I mean, like, the Conservative MP, wasting parliamentary time, asking Jenny Godley, to be removed, for a fucking pantomime, in Aberdeen, like, is that the best use, of your parliamentary time, is it fuck, like you're just literally, trolling the process, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. the answer to, all this, is not mere attack, you know what I mean, like, and that's, What's worrying me is that we see at every point in this process, when a legitimate concern is raised about somebody's historical behaviour or past tweets or opinions or whatever the fuck it is I've had to say, the answer is to attack everybody and sundry. And, like, pointing out that somebody also is in the rank does not stop you for being a cunt. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, And a lot of the
1: stuff that you're talking about is feel like especially for the Rangers support is just total and utter deflection for their own shortcomings. Aye, I mean but in I this th- instance definitely. But I also think that if I'll, I also think that there is a part of it that is kinda true to what they're saying. That we can't en masse be offended at a famine song while people that are talking publicly about being offended by that song or calling people orange b the the two things Mm. that you you need to call it out it needs to be done completely on both sides now i'm sure we're about to have a conversation about hun and 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 about that but i think that sometimes there have been examples that they've found now i don't i'm no backing these people up Mm -hmm. and i don't i wouldn't even sit and have a pint with anybody that's own heart and hand or any of these idiots that are out there digging up these tweets because mm-hmm. it is deflection, yeah. But also they are calling out people for things that they have said, and th- for somebody like you know Beans for the Fitz, Fitz Beans Happening mm-hmm. podcast, hold your fucking hands up, just come out and be like, I did say that 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 screenshot's real, mm-hmm. and you know like whatever you want, whatever way you want to put it, you mm-hmm. know either like. I, I'm I'm embarrassed by that that I did that and and but uh, there's no getting away for it. Aye. but um, I can't I can't I, cannae, I cannae get away for the fact that you can't go about saying these things now. It's like hi- hypocritical for you to be like on one side that must be called out and it must be stopped mm-hmm. because it's worse. But we'll sort our her shit out once they get down to this sort of lower level that I, I find acceptable. Yeah. You know, I've. I, I've really had had a hard time the last sort of ten days, especially like we we saying hon mm-hmm. and sort of like looking at myself and thinking like I really need to stop stop doing that, okay. you know. Because you've been in my presence, you know. Remember one time we went to see Muse at, at the Hydro and there was a mate there that was a Ranger supporter and I was steaming and I fucking went mental mm-hmm. and it was like jokey, right? Aye, but was I was I was calling them all sorts and Aye. I just I I kind of get away from the fact that. If I want to hold these fucking morons to account for their anti-Irish, anti-Catholic racism, we also kind of need to sort out any sort of anti-Protestant bigotry that we've Mm. got. Now, I think, as I said, we're going to talk about whether or not we class the word "hun" as a bigoted term. Yeah. um, But I think that in some of the
0: circumstances, it's been rightfully called out. So, I... (sighs) This is where we go into it with guys like Fans Against Criminalisation um, and, as I say, the, the you know, Offensive Behaviour Bill. Like, what this all stems from, my experience of Hun being used as a pejorative for anybody the Protestant faith started run about when I, uh, the famine song was classified as illegal. And it became about equivalency. You know what I mean? So if you kind of say this, well, you kind of say that, and you're like, cool, right, fair enough. I get that there is a level where that debate has to occur. But I, for me, there is a level of false equivalency in the argument. And I, if folk want to say and go, look, this term is offensive to us at this point, fair enough. I'll stop using it. It's no, I don't care. I'm no tied to it. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, have I used it in the past? I, have I ever Made meant it? it in a religious sense? No, no. What, none no. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't even, you know, I've joked with Rangers fans who are friends and family that there's a difference between a Hun and a Rangers fan. And, that, you know, I'm not going to get into this here because it's just going to dig a hole we probably don't need to Do you mean in. there's a difference between a Hun and a, and a Protestant? No, because I've never used it in the term a Protestant. I've always used it in the term a reference to Rangers fans. Right. Right. So I'm saying even then I see a difference between a Rangers fan and a Hun. <laughs> right. All right? Aye, not aye, all Rangers aye, fans aye, are Huns. Aye. Right, okay. Not all uh-huh. Huns are Rangers fans, et so aye, no, I've never used it in a religious connotation, so uh-huh. I've never meant it in that sense. Uh-huh.
1: Um N- near van, I think if you want to talk uh-huh. about equivalency, I would say that the equivalent of calling a Rangers fan a hun is calling a Celtic fan a Tim. For me that's always been the case. Mm-hmm. Would I get offended that. if somebody was like, Oh, you're a Tim? I'd be like, No, that I I am a Tim. Like, you know, it's in Celtic songs, the Tim yeah, always. Yeah. Um so I I I genuinely see that as the equivalent Um, and are we banning them calling us Tims? No No. but at the same time when you know I have had a couple of conversations with people that I regard to be reasonable football fans and not religious bigots like Graham Armstrong for for instance when he sort of comes back to I get what you're saying mate but I'm offended by that term
0: and it was in context which is a shame because he's actually just a Rangers (laughs) fan But um, he was talking about... Apologies, Graham. we're we'll a joke here, obviously. a joke.
1: Jokes, jokes. Um, we're comedians. Um, the, <laughs> uh, uh, the, well, no really, but it was in context to oven Welsh okay. saying current buns on Hibs TV. Aye, that was last year, eh? Uh-huh. And, and I had sort of replied to his Instagram story, sort of going, like, you, but bit touchy, no? And he was kind of like, well you Know, nil by mouth, classify mm-hmm. this as being a religious yeah. big like, uh, sectarian term. And I sort of said to him, Well, I don't see it like that, and used the sort of context of, you know, Danny McGrain, Protestant, no hun, mm-hmm. you know, Lorenzo Amoruso, Catholic hun, yeah, natural novo, Catholic, super hun. Mm-hmm. So it's not a religious thing. And he just came back to it, but it offends me. And, and, and
0: it, see that I can respect that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Look, and then not necessarily ways, agree but you can disagree with somebody and still respect agree, their opinion agree to disagree. You know I mean? and that's no what's happening uh-huh. in this I mean, entire debate
1: his, his reply to me was like let's debate this on mm-hmm. a public platform and I was like I've got absolutely no want to do that because mm-hmm. there's no change in your mind and there's nothing to debate you're telling me that you're offended and I'm saying well seeing that I will take that on board and And I will reflect, and and I'm going to stop using that word then. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that because he's a reasonable guy, and like I said, he's not a bigot. But I think that what's hard to swallow about this situation is that they're not coming out and saying this offends us. What they're saying is, is, well, if you're going to be offended by this, then we're going to be offended by that. We're going to find things to be offended by, yeah. to try and cancel you before you really follow through with the cancelling us. And, they were I mean.
0: posting complaint templates to send to police officers and local MPs. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It was a concerted, organised effort to throw shit. And, like, fine, they're no the only people that, as we say. Every example we've used so far in this discussion today has another side that is throwing shit. And we can find it again in any other debate, whether it be trans rights or whatever it is. There's a lot of shit getting flung about. But it's, it's not resolving anything. You know what I mean? Like, are we any further forward than, you know, no facing these types of flare-ups on the streets of Glasgow again? No. If anything, we're closer yet Because there's going to be however many 30, 40 orange marches through Glasgow, some of which are deliberately, even though they've been asked not to, passing by Catholic churches. There's going to be... A, peaceful counter-protest there's now the potential for flashpoints Like this escalation like needs to be stopped and it can't be stopped by digging up fucking tweets from 10 years ago or having bad faith arguments with each other you know what i mean no matter what the actual subject is Uh uh-huh
1: absolutely so i don't know if there is even a conclusion to that but
0: it's just that the thing things just a shitstorm. like it has been extremely disappointing i think when we, we talk about things like you know why we we called even just like this the Rebel City. Like, we see the things on the south side earlier on in the year where campaigners encircle an asylum van and actually protect people for the Home Office. Like, seeing the pure heights of what the city's capable of when it is all on the one page moving in the one direction. And then at the other side, it's seeing this just sort of racist and sort of bigoted shit show At the other side, it's just, it's as disappointing as the other one was. And, you know, enlightening and empowering, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I we we'll know one thing or another, unfortunately. Uh-huh.
1: Do you think that, say that the, say that the, you know, the anti-Catholic, anti-Irish immigrant orange marches that we give, I mean, I think September, we're going to see record levels of them, apparently, okay. or we're already seeing them, like, going into October. Um, do you think if that was sort of, like, no, a thing, that the sort of, like, the spray painting of, like, the stickers, of, like, all tags of ca- targets and, like, you know, mm-hmm. that we see in the city would be taking a bit lighter?
0: I don't know. I think it would definitely help with the de-escalation I mean, that I'm talking about is needing. It's, mm-hmm. like, the notion that even this far nine after all the incidents we've already had outside our, like, Catholic churches, that we would allow three to face these potential flashpoints in the coming days is just so counterproductive it's not even funny now if there were less marches or the marches were organised in a way that kept them away from churches which in itself is an extremely simple request like just go up another street What what did Jean say? Uh, Jeanette, sorry, she said, like, what, 6,000 streets in Glasgow? You know what I mean? Like Pick literally any other fucking one. You know what I mean? They're
1: they're antagonising, they're deliberately trying to antagonise. And it's been
0: facilitated by both the City Council and the police. police. Who are out today tweeting us about how we should uh, make sure that these are attended correctly, in the correct manner, or attend in the right way. And you're like, how do you attend a racist event in the right way? How do you march through the streets of your city celebrating you know, your hatred for your neighbours and your, you know, in-laws and your family and your co-workers in the right way? Like, how uh-huh. does that, how, how do we do that? Ex- actually, like, fucking explain that to me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, nonsense. Aye, it
1: is nonsense. It is absolutely nonsense. I think maybe a solution for it to try and sort of progress and move forward is, um today the opposite of what they've been doing and just focus on your inside and just be like you know what we're just going to clean our own us before we demand that anybody else cleans theirs and mm. um, because this is like what what you're sort of saying is, is and this is what's happened on twitter these rangers fans are you know i these rangers fans that are out there trying to cancel people for using you know sectarian terms are they willing to call it out on their inside in fact what they do is is they then try and deflect, or even worse, deny by going, this has been photoshopped, this has been doctored. Yeah. We don't believe that this is true. Are you kidding? You hear it on BT Sporting Sky every week. Your yep. support are full of bigots, and I don't care. Like Every, any reasonable Rangers fan that I speak to, including a guy that I know that's mixed races, like, me, I go to Ibrox and I just sit and wait for the racism to start. It is rampant. We went to Celtic Park together for... Seven eight year, yep. one instance I can remember, and the guy get punched in the face. Aye, so um, you can bring up Mark Walters all you want, but that was before Aye, fucking time. time. Die, we weren't Aye, there, Ryan. We weren't there, but absolutely, and it was. We can dig back if you want. If, if I mean, we could definitely go back
0: to whenever, <laughs> but this is <laughs> the problem uh-huh. is that we're going to go back and dig through people's histories and cash it up. Uh, when it's all about, about, about it, gone gone it, f- It's about like going it. forward. It, it's
1: about moving forward for this and. Um, As long as the opposite side refuse to take responsibility for the actions that happen within their support and just want to deflect by pointing out Mm -hmm. what about about the other side? Um, We'll we'll never get anywhere. We will never, ever get anywhere. You know what I mean?
0: Aye. I think we need to acknowledge the levels at which I'm very much of the opinion that there are levels to this that are not equivalent and that inequivalency needs to be addressed before I think anything else can happen. But... Again, I don't have the first fucking clue how we do that or else I'd be fucking pitching it to somebody that could do something about it, you know what I mean? Um <coughs> I, I, I think that's, I don't have much else to say on nah, that. Nah, yeah. no, I, mate. I don't know have any I mean,
1: solutions what? either other than, like I said, police your own. And, and, and leave... Don't don't leave us, like, keep calling it out. But just as long as we police our own support, then mm-hmm. we can call for the opposite side today the same and for aye, reasonable might be a wee bit
0: more effective uh-huh um so what what else has been on i mean there's been a lot it's been a few weeks since we've caught up in between times i've had covid which was aye, aye. fucking horrendous but I, I don't i've had to explain the experience i haven't covered so many times now in the last couple of weeks that well, people know i don't really want to I've had,
1: <laughs> I've had what people are referring to as NOVID,
0: novid which right. is like you know I. I could have swore blind that I had COVID. Did I could have swore blind you had COVID when I was on day. And
1: every test has been negative, and I've not passed it on to people. and Sharon never had it. You nah. know, nobody that I've came close to has been like, I have you your cold. So you know. Had,
0: I, I said to you on Saturday, Stace had the exact same thing where she was showing all the symptoms I had. I mean, same as you. You were, I mean, the way you were coughing and spluttering on Saturday was worse than I'd ever been on it. You know what I mean? Like, she was the same, come back negative. You know what I mean? So. I, I like the idea on. of a Novid,
1: though. Kind of <laughs> Aye, Novid, somebody's hashtag Novid. Somebody's had a fucking a spark of genius there. But did you see, um, Me- I don't even know how you say the cunt's name, James Meville or whatever? Did you see his tweet yesterday? The f- is this the fella that was in the shop? And ah, he's got a, he's got a history of like Danny Harton stuff, <laughs> right. but he tweeted yesterday saying that he had, um, What's the cardiomyopathy. myopathy? Okay, um, he got his first jag. The fact, so the guys are, this. This is what. The, well, we'll talk about this. But it, it's funny how it's the it's only the anti-vaxxers that are getting these things. But he's a he's a celebrity anti vaxxer right. anti-vaccine passport. I think he's he's not been, but he's been COVID skeptic for a long time. Right, um, he was photographed, you know, sitting, smiling and clapping when Katie Hopkins was on the stage at that anti-lockdown we, protest. We, we touched, touched on this, we touched didn't we? touched on that, but he tweeted yesterday um, or the day before yesterday that he did his first jab of the vaccine and that he's got cardiomyopathy and that he's a fit and healthy man who's never had any problems with his health before. And then people started going back and digging up tweets where he was like, but well, you you had a heart attack <laughs> and you were at the hospital for myopathy Three years ago, something like that, and also I think he tweeted in January that he'd had his first jab. So basically, oh. this guy's so full of shit that he's he thinks that he's being smart and and uh, what what, what you're trying to achieve, but <clears throat> he's really like spreading bad misinformation that he is a healthy, fit man that's never had any health Aye. problems in his past. He said one his first COVID vaccine jab, and then his, his heart started to so get fucking... a little
0: in, Invermysin bullshit, what's it called? Inver, invermersal or something? The, the fucking host dewormer uh-huh. that's going off. It's not in America. They know. This is uh, this is where we are. Is that people are like, I don't want to believe in the process of vaccination because I've seen a YouTube video that put the shitters up me, but what I will do is take fucking host dewormer that no one anywhere is recommending. Like this... Where did it come from? So it's for the nutter's that brought us fight COVID with bleach and sunlight. So as like, so the same p- people that are behind that, as I retweeted a thing on your feed this the, this morning for the BBC. It's like a seven eight minute video with explaining it, and you're just like, "Fuck me!" Like some the first comment was like, "This could be a Brass Eye article," and you're like, "It could." Like and I, you got the this the v t l at like Joe Rogan being like, "Oh yeah, I'm fighting my." you know covid with protein and vitamins and blah and he's he listed that first number of stuff that almost certainly won't specifically fight covid but may have like legitimate excuses you know vitamins right fair enough you know what i mean like protein shakes whatever cool no problem and then he mentioned this invermecin or invermeasil or whatever the fuck it's called right and, and then moved on and like pat cash is using it and all these other nutters <laughs> <And> I'm like <laughs> <Muttles>. <laughs> but right? But this is the thing we've got this before. We're like with Joe Rogan and that. Like, see, this guy's a fucking stand-up comedian. Like, see, if you're taking like what he is regimenting his body weight as like actual medical advice, then you probably deserve to fall no well through eating fucking horse shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's, this um, one's on you, dude. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, this guy's a stand-up comedian. He's not a fucking doctor. Like, he's not an expert. But he's got a platform. And you're like, I bet so what so what he did not he says he's taking it you're the one that fucking copied them. you know yeah what? I mean he had these trusted nutritionists and
1: so Rhonda Patrick's like a nutritionist psychotherapist um doctor PhD like wrote books and stuff so she's one of these people that she doesn't just open her mouth and let her belly rumble you know like okay. she's um, she's the she's. I think she's a head of psychiatry for like New York State. She's the one that did a podcast with him, saying that she can get m- brilliant results by treating nu- nutritionally mental health, like okay. things like gluten. Yeah, taking getting people to remove sort of what would be you know. Your, should, there's a level of science behind. Aye, exactly. Yeah. And so she came very prepared for this podcast. You could tell, you mm-hmm. know, she had all the facts, all the ducks in a row, and really like. If you, anybody that you go, go and watch it, and if and if you disagree with what I'm saying, I, I would love to hear your perspective. But what seemed to happen to me, I watched that sort of the ten minute, f- sorry, the twenty minute, half an hour clip that Joe Rogan's team have pulled themselves. Okay, where she's sort of speaking about stuff. Um, a lot of stuff came up which was pretty cool. That I was like, you know, actually, um, that's kind of like my conclusion. It's kind of nice to hear that she's talking about like relativity percentages of like you know we've had four billion vaccination shots through the planet and 690 people have had this cardio or what 1400 people it's like if you put that into relative terms it's not a lot of people Mm -hmm. you're literally like if you wanted to believe if you wanted to live and feel the way that you're living and feel like this then you wouldn't leave the house because you've got more of a chance of getting hit with a car and dying than what you have getting this blood clot or whatever sort of adverse effect that people are finding for these vaccinations which was cool but she was he was yeah. what he was doing was is he was asking her to show him the facts of what she was speaking about which she could but then when he was talking he was kind of like well you God, know it's i aye very much Generalizing, not really wanting to talk it, but well, I've heard this, and, she, and there was one of the instances. Where she was like, "Well, I know somebody," and she was kind of like, "That doesn't matter, Joe. Aye, that doesn't count. It doesn't matter." What, you know, and this James Meville guy did the same thing, where he was like, "People are discounting my experience." Well, first of all, people are calling you your bullshit. But let's just put that to one side and say that why are people asking you, who's got a big platform, you know, tens of thousands, maybe even a couple of hundred thousand followers on Twitter, to not talk about or spread this information yep. it's because it's circumstantial evidence mm-hmm. and if you know anything about research medicine or if you've actually went and read anything to do with um, epidemiology or even
0: just basic, basic fucking, fucking common facts sense facts and how <laughs> you deal
1: <laughs> with statistics you will know that one person's experience does not summarize the experience of everybody no. And there will be outliers, there will be a pregnant person that has a miscarriage after Mm -hmm. they have their but that how you basically you're putting one and one together and claiming that it's a fact that there's two or three or four getting it madly wrong. And but the, the it sort of summed it up for me. He wanted to talk about these specific cases of which there is no mass evidence that's happening. And when she was countering it with statistics and facts, he was kind of, well, show me, show me your proof, prove it to me. Mm -hmm. And then it came back to something that I had sort of listened on another podcast where the guy went, we don't need to prove that gravity is real to these fucking idiots. (laughs) No, we don't. And (laughs) why should we? It was proven over so many hundreds of years ago, but they want to go back and reprove the laws of the universe. Mm -hmm. And this is basically where we are, is that, for lack of a better term, these morons are wanting you to sit down and and baby them through this. There's
0: no better term that that the term is absolutely I just moron. Don't like
1: calling people morons. I mean, mate, I know, I know, know but but I know,
0: but I I I, I do. And <laughs> these kids <cuts laughs> are morons. <laughs> like, and the last you know that no this shit in America, this horse D is a legitimate thing for medicine in itself. It won the something like the 2015 Nobel Prize for like as an anti-parasitic right Right. and it is now commercially used as a horse dewormer right um but it's also shown like this massive flaw in like the american system because like when we've spoken in the past about like drug dependency about you know the opioid crisis and how you know when american sort of pharmaceutical companies basically flooded america with opioids and they caught one that they were causing all these issues. They pulled them, in and then everybody ended up <clears> on <throat> heroin. Heroin, all right, or was but fentanyl. Oh, aye, <laughs> right, fentanyl, and so on and so forth. All these things we've already discussed. What we've got with this shit is there is no meaningful medical research whatsoever that it has any positive impact on either catching, managing, or curing COVID. Right, mm-hmm. but even at the actual GP level, they've went for something like you know, they were saying on average, your average American GP was issuing like 20 of these a fucking month and it's went up to like 850 a month. Like The, the right. increase is like something like 88,000% increase all across America as uh-huh. people are going into their GPs and demanding this shit and they're just going, I sound. And you're like, guys, there's probably a lesson that we should have learned here for where we've been already that just because you are actually getting a chunk of that fucking money does not mean it's the right thing to do to actually give it to idiots because, yeah. again, they need protecting for themselves in some respects. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's seen a 245% increase in fucking poisoning cases. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's points, mad-
1: points out the madness in it. There are multiple studies on the vaccinations that are getting rolled out by Pfizer, AstraZeneca and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, There is no proof... That it causes uh, it causes any deaths, uh, that it's actually directly killed anybody. There's no evidence of that, no. no meaningful evidence. But there are people out there that are so scared, that have been so shaken by this whole situation that's happened, that they refuse to take this, you know, this jab of antibodies mm-hmm. for fear that it's, and best case scenario, that it. Might kill them, worst case scenario, that it's a fucking microchip for Microsoft, yeah. right? That's, that's there to track them. That's best and worst case scenario in their mind. But they are willing to take one more that we could poison and kill them aye. because they've listened to a guy on was, a podcast. Aye, was on
0: Alex Jones' website or some shit, you know what I mean? This that's is, fucking bonkers.
1: This is so scary, mate. Like, because we are at the point now where people are ignoring facts oh, for alternatives that. Of get absolute, and in fact, could actually kill you. It's like yeah. going, you know, I'm so scared of crashing the car that I'm not going to crash the car, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to run up the middle of the motorway.
0: Ah, yeah. It's, it's, I think uh, when you see this, this, this uh, the the Invermicillin or stuff, whatever, Invermettin or whatever it's called, um, it comes in, a f- and this is how counterintuitive we're behaving, all right, is that comes in a jail form. ...because it's easier for a horse to digest it... ...and it's also apple-flavoured... ...because horses like, like apples. apples. <laughs> like, this could not... ...every element of this thing is... ...built for horses. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and no matter... The, I mean, people are going to pet stores to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, there was a woman in a, the BBC article... ...had a woman on a pet store... ...and like, how many of these do you sell... ...like a week? And she's like, maybe like four or five boxes. She's like, how much have you sold in the last couple of weeks? And she's like, two or three hundred... And she's like, you don't think that that's like wrong that you're, you're selling these people this thing that you know they're going to use? And she was like, I don't know what they're going to use it for. <laughs> you're like, but if it goes for forty three hundred, well, you know I think I mean? that like, for
1: me, if there's a lot GP, of people buying horses, you know what a, I mean? if there's a GP that's doing it, uh, they've get they have an ethical, they, they have an and moral obligation. obligation to their patients, but there's a business owner...
0: Aye, All of a sudden
1: noticing that they're selling mo- they've got absolutely no obligation to you. Like I don't I don't think that that's right to question that individual on that really. No. no. But
0: because like she says, like I think I'd be at the other side of the desk being like, You're not gonna eat this shit, right? And they'd be like, mm. Well
1: I you could <laughs> you, you could <laughs> go you could be like, By the way, this is not made for human consumption. Aye. You know that and when they go aye then they're free to do what they want, But You can't that have is America. And, and on the GP thing, um, they've got guys out there that are basically like pharmaceutical salesmen that don a fucking white coat and Aye. sit in shops and just wait. It's drugs on demand, mate. Aye. You walk in, we've seen it before with the opioids, it's a good comparison because people used to just go for shop to shop to shop to shop. And there was no deliberate, deliberately didn't interconnect these people to see where the prescriptions, like if I went and get a prescription from a GP and they gave me, say you know, um, fucking Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. And then I tried t- to go and get a nut. They would be able to see my medical records and they would be like, I can't get, it. I mean, in this country, they don't even give you antibiotics if you've had a dose of antibiotics in the last six weeks to six months. Yeah. But over there, they've got drugs on demand. And you're right. People are like, it's money. It's no money. It's greed. Mm-hmm. And it's profit motive. And when you give people unlimited profit, their morals, unfortunately, this is just, the observation their morals go out the fucking window Aye. they they it's profit above all and people they they unfortunately could end up inadvertently killing people because they're fucking poisoning them with horse fucking d1 more than people <laughs> no. think that that's going to save them for, from covid but i mean i've seen somebody on i get blocked quite swiftly but i've seen somebody <laughs> share a meme on instagram <laughs> that said you get blocked or they get blocked I get blocked, right. I replied to their story, the, the story was a screenshot of a meme that said, excuse me if I believe that the human immune system does its job perfectly well, and I just replied saying, that's all well and good, but there's millions of people that have died for this, so you're ignoring that, mm-hmm. there's millions of examples of when the human immune system has failed with this virus, and you want to ignore that. And yeah. then, didn't get a reply? Kind of got a bit anxious. You're like, oh, fuck. Should I really be challenging people on this level? From a
0: very point of view, they're probably right because the human immune system's working perfect when people's immune systems still don't, you know, survive issues, you know what I mean? Like, no, everybody has these immunities already, you know what I mean? But I it's a very slanted way to look at it. Oh, uh, It's you know I mean? basically like,
1: saying, I believe that if I catch this, I will survive it, that this isn't as bad as what people are making it, but it's like that we have all of the evidence to suggest that that's wrong and you should go and get vaccinated. <laughs> Aye. You know what I mean? You should take it up. Absolutely um, no brainer. How do you feel, because I've got, and, and I've had a couple of like, we no no arguments, but like, you know, personal debates with people about the vaccine passport. Because my view here is, is that it's a step too far. What's
0: happened though? I think that's, was that Sean? Shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> on. Um, but I don't know. I, think I had a chat with somebody on the the Twitter feed the other day about it because I was like, I've had it. I've had. I was fully vaccinated, double vaxxed, fourteen days plus distance for my last injection. Um, changed jobs into an environment where there's a lot of unvaccinated people just because of the age of the workforce, and. Um, I picked it up within a couple of weeks of being there. Um, it was an unpleasant four or five days that would have been significantly worse than I not been vaccinated, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm right. grateful for it in that respect. Coming out of this idea, I asked the question, well, if I've already been double-vaxxed and, and I caught it, you know, the information for the NHS said to me that I could have been contagious for up to two days before showing symptoms Mm -hmm. so what benefit does the vaccine passport have when I can walk into the garage two days before I show symptoms with my vaccine passport and get in and infect everybody in that building potentially Um, and one of the guys one of the lads at Foley's has actually responded back saying but the people in that building we are also fully vaccinated so the impact that you're Mm -hmm. disease or virus will have is greatly reduced by the fact that everyone else in that building is vaccinated. Now, what if somebody who's not vaccinated is allowed in? Like The chances of you making that person sick are significantly increased. And I'm like, do you know what? I never looked at it from the point of view of who is not there. Right. I looked at it from my point of view where I am there. This is the impact that I have. If they are
1: choosing not to be vaccinated that's on them oh no that's their risk as well absolutely it, it's, it's almost like this sort of personal responsibility like you're saying like if I'm in a room full of double vaccinated people the chances of me you know w- w- we will then, spread that but the chances of fatality or, or, or mm-hmm. thing. I think that the one that sort of hit home for me where it was the the variant well if, if it, it sort of stops the mutation if if you're vaccinated because nah, it's not getting any chance to evolve um, I, but I think that the reason that I'm sort of saying that I feel like this is a step too far um, is because there is no, like, there is no health organisation on the planet, not even the WHO, the CDC, that are saying you should do this. Mm-hmm. this is, I don't know where this has came from. I, I've got no idea where this idea that over 500, if there's over 500 people, you need to be double vaccinated. Mm. And there is this, we've t- to spoke about this so many times, they are feeding the conspiracies. They're directly feeding it. And also, it looks like the UK government are doing the populist thing and went, well, the majority of people don't want this, so we're not going to
0: do it. And to try and, you know, sort of... I've seen some suggest it was a deliberate attempt to mug the Scottish government.
1: I think so, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe been I, a,
0: it's maybe been an unplanned benefit for uh-huh. them, is that they now look like, aye, the tories are the good guys. I think guys when Nick Luckham's out... That's obviously not the case. Yeah, of course <laughs> not. <laughs>
1: when, when Nick Luckham's out in November and says, we will not do this, then it's, we're going to do it and it's temporary. Mm-hmm. What are people supposed to think? People, I mean, somebody that I'd had this debate with was kind of like, look, it's temporary. And I was like, aye, but she's lied before like i'm mm. i'm i'm double vaccinated i'm not anti-vax but i'm also very very weary uh sort of saying that you need to have your vaccine and plus people will just get a fake one if, if they really want to go to event but why football why gigs why why you know why over 500 people why yeah. not
0: just seems like we're doubling down on industries that have already <coughs> taken an absolute pounding when we're allowing i transmit and, you know, whatever, all sorts of events to go ahead to this point without them. And I, I feel more like the horse is bolted than anything else, like um, the introduction of the idea, the narrative we had felt very much like ID cards in another format, and I think that, of of civil Liberty's point of view, definitely pricked up my attention in it. Um, these ID cards have been pushed back on multiple times in the last 15 to 20 years, for Tony Blair all the way through. Like kind of feels like a sort of neoliberal circle
1: wank. It felt a, like that's felt a bit <laughs> like
0: they were trying to try and implement it through the back door, and I was wary in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I then started to see, like, unchecked travel across the border at airports or across the UK, it's like bang middle of the pandemic, um, where we were allowing people who were taking business trips that would generate over X amount, £100,000 worth of revenue for the UK government coffers were allowed to just travel wherever the fuck they liked... without even so much as like quarantine or isolation we to... or any <laughs> of that. So <clears throat> vaccine passports might have been an idea... at the point where we were trying to actually control our borders... to fight the virus. I could have maybe seen the benefit of it then. At this point in time, as you say... we used the nightclub example where... if there's one or two people there that are unvaccinated... there's an issue and, and you're saying... but that's their own personal responsibility... What I would say is that is way personal choices also come consequences. Absolutely. And if you're choosing not to be vaccinated, every business everywhere has the absolute right to refuse you entry or service. Absolutely. If you're no Absolutely. abiding by their right. terms. And you know actually, what I mean? like, as a
1: double vaccinated person, if I find out that Cat House Productions Limited or whoever are, are having events and not demanding a COVID passport or not demanding... Uh, negative uh, tests before yeah. you go, then I have a choice not to attend that. Of course. If I find out that DF concerts or transmit are actually doing that, then I have that sort of peace of mind and I can go and do that. And this is where I, I, I completely 100% agree with you and I feel that the government should be advising but ultimately not telling businesses how they need to run mm-hmm. in this terms. Like, should Celtic Football Club, if the fans, you know, if the overwhelming opinion is is that we should have covid passports at celtic park and they want to do that that is their right 100 mm-hmm. just the same as if i find out that celtic park aren't doing that be like well i'm not going to go and just the same as football and nightclubs and gigs and festivals are only a human right anyway so bring yeah. it bringing that out is absolute fucking nonsense you're yes. just making yourself look like a clown mm-hmm. because you don't have a divine right to that actually no. the people that are saying that or the same people that would say that you don't have a divine right to healthcare, education, and housing. So <laughs> um, I think you need to take a look at your morals. And I'm not in these people's side, but I'm I'm worried. It worries me. Um, it, and I'm but it's the hypocrisy me.
0: again. That's the hypocrisy we were talking about earlier on. It's that they want one thing but say another. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is why the the right is a fucking bunch of wanks. <coughs> right now, I think the the vaccine passport thing is, you know. Unless there's a meaningful case for somebody to say, like, heading into winter, it's going to be absolutely vital that we're able to track every time this fucking thing branches off and actually make, like, a legit case for it, then maybe. But right now, we're talking about 60, 70, 80 plus percent of the population being vaccinated. We're now heading towards teenagers and whatnot. The unvaccinated have made their choice. We look at, you know, America again as an example. 97% of hospitalizations in America the are unvaccinated. So, I mean, like, it's the evidence is there for what happens. Prove that. I know. <laughs> I know. I want to see that. Um, can you get somebody on the phone that, that's in
1: these words that will tell me aye. that this is
0: true? Exactly. Get into the headcount. Get into the headcount.
1: Exactly. Um, oh, no, the information's skewed. That was the other one that Rogan pulled up to. <laughs> where he was like, how do you know that information's real? And it's like, How do you know that your information is real? I I read it it on Facebook. (laughs) I seen a tweet the other day that said, "You're You're not not, doing research into COVID. COVID. You're not doing research into COVID. You're scrolling Facebook and watching YouTube. It's not the same thing. No, it's absolutely not Um, the same thing. But I this is even just this conversations kind of showing you that this is a um, a difficult subject, a difficult thing. I don't Uh, envy. The Scottish government, um, but I've got a, I've got a big feeling that they're going to take this back. That they'll, um, I mean, I'm sh- ah. transmit is going to actually be probably a a bit of a case study that it can do and see what happens in a Quite fortnight. Possibly, eh? Because if there's been you know like whatever, so let's say that there's been a, a general pop sort of statistical 20% of the people there are unvaccinated mm-hmm. and there's no mad up
0: spike in, in COVID cases, then the COVID passport just seems They're kind already of fucking pretty pretty high. The issue or? is no... At the height of the pandemic, it was about cases. No, I think it's more about like hospitalizations and stuff like that because uh-huh. the cases are as I say, through the roof, I, I mean, how many people, even just anecdotally, my experience at this point in the pandemic is that I know or, or have known significantly more people who have got it at this point than me too. a year ago, mm-hmm. 18 months ago or whatever it is. Like, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it felt like everybody had it. Aye, you know what I mean? So it's one as, as a balancing act, like, I'm no for it at this point. I can see, as I say, having spoken to, you know, one of our audience on Twitter, um... The example he gave was quite useful for our benefit, but is that benefit big enough to justify the you know the cost-benefit analysis of why, whether or no we they at this point? I'm not sure that it is, you know what I mean? Unless somebody can pull a, some sort of compelling argument out of their sleeve. But, yeah, it mm-hmm. is But its it is. It'll be a political football that's kicked about for a few weeks before we either enforce it and it fails or they have an embarrassing U-turn that they... You know, pitches something else. Aye, we'll find it in due course. We will, we will. I was, I was joking on Twitter about you know when we were g- going to catch up on Saturday and we, we drank whiskey flavored beer for some reason. I loved it, mate. Did, uh, did you? I had, I had another one when i went home. <laughs> oh, and do you know, what? I was, I was. Thinking, I could taste the one I had by the time I get home. Right. Well, I was mm-hmm. thinking that if Corona's
1: a, a, I was saying to somebody if Corona's like a a pool beer. This is definitely like a campfire This is like One at the end of the night Just taste Get that sort of woody
0: oaky thing I, I really enjoyed it Right Just enough.
1: like a sort of sipping Sort of thing uh, I, mean? uh, I, I,
0: was, I wasn't, I wasn't didn't didn't for, it. for it But aye. So we caught on Saturday Intended to You know To Do this And, and didn't we? And at the time I was joking about how You know I was just trying to like Channel rage um, And I You know All the fucking What about the bullshit Has been a huge part of that you know, COVID and whatnot, having recently experienced it, was a big part of the frustrations I've felt in the last few weeks. But probably the biggest is, is Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Like, I've posted a few times on the Twitter feed about it and just... The utter fucking pointless futility and, like, people have said, oh, but for the last 20 years, girls have been educated and, you know, people have grown up in Afghanistan and they've never known fear the way they do now, because we, we change things for them and you're like, cool, but we still fucking abandon them in a fucking midnight flip to deal with, you know, the encroaching fucking advances of like, the 14th century. Like, all the benefits that these women and girls and their society sort of go as a result of our invasion, our illegal war, um, are gone like fucking overnight. We've spent... Two decades, like two thousand, you know, British service personnel or something in that ballpark, like hundreds of them I mean, we fucking bombed weddings, you know what I mean? To like abandon them anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck was the point? You what, know, what what, we what was to the find fact? one fucking guy that wasn't he even there anyway. I was in Pakistan. You know what and I mean? We, what? we found
1: him in what, twenty seventeen? know, way before that, twenty eleven, something like that. Right? I can't even remember. I can't what? even remember either, but he's long gone and I mean, to go alongside this, we've had 9-11 anniversary and so mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels like you know, they've just kind of let's just rip the bag <laughs> let's just get it the twenty five 20th anniversary of 9-11 and, and just draw a line this and get too far uh-huh. you know what I mean? Well, but the, that's exactly what they did the, his, what I mean? the historical context of what they did is wild as well because this is exactly what they did Natives they elicited and actually created this army of non-sovereign you know fundamentalist islamic warriors or whatever Aye. you know and we've spoke before about how hilarious it is at, at the end of ramble 3 it's like this this movie's dedicated to the Mujahideen and the glorious freedom fighters of afghanistan Aye, right
0: see charlie wilson's war i mean like if you've not watched the movie charlie wilson's war go and see uh-huh. it and, and, and just observe the limitless money that was pulled into afghanistan by the american government to defeat the russians one guy was given three billion.
1: Now that this is in nineteen eighty six, something nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. It's giving three billion to begin building the or to give arms to the Mujahideen. And mm-hmm. um but it's it's like madness. It is so mad. it's crazy actually, it's insanity because what we've done is the exact same thing as what we did in the eighties. And what happened was I mean the the actual build-up to 9-11 i was too young to even really realize but it kind of felt like 9-11 came out of nowhere right we were kind of like sitting no idea who these people were but that just was not true what was true was that they had tried to bomb the foundations in like 91 Um, they had attacks all over the fucking planet
0: naval ships american naval ships Uh so it had been going on in the background we were just uh, people calling themselves al-qaeda Let's see. Uh-huh. Well, if, uh, false flags and other sort of... Well, know. I was just meaning like... Uh, it was a, a term that was literally thrown over various different terrorist organisations uh-huh. to justify action against them. What
1: happened in it, it. it was that there was like a vacuum left and it was left to like a kind of civil war in Afghanistan and what won was Al-Qaeda who were uh religious fundamentalist group, you know, kinda mm-hmm. like if, if we had the similar sort of thing here in, you know, like fucking I don't know, like the Orange Albert committee. <laughs> you know, like a yeah. sort of re- backwards thinking, you know uh, David the like,
0: Lodge just stormed the city council and took her by force. Uh-huh. But what's
1: more insane about it is is we've done the same thing again. Why are we thinking that this outcome is going to be any different? And actually what you're sort of seeing people sort of say is, is that this is deliberate because what they want the the, the thing behind Afghanistan was the money mm-hmm. the, the the investment into things like the color group all the things that you know the guys like Michael Moore have been trying to like shine on oh. have been basically like mud slung more profiteering war profiteering and they, they wanted, wanted fucking subway sandwiches on the streets of Calhoun know, I'm pretty sure there's a quote for one of them either Rumsfeld or one of these fucking idiots saying you know Kabul will become a, the next beachside property and this is basically what oh. they wanted they wanted to create what's happened in Dubai like this mm. luxurious holiday destination and get McDonald's there or Burger King it's the growth how are we aye, going I'm to grow also add adding to that the poppy, poppy. tree. I mean I think for seven years previous to two thousand three when we invaded Afghanistan, the heroin that came out of it was non existent because the Al Qaeda were burning the poppy fields. Oil and lithium mm-hmm. in the mountains, like for, for our ion lithium batteries, you know, all of this tech that we've got
0: yeah. has been enabled by extracting have we, resources have we accidentally facilitated the ponder in Afghanistan resources? well you know probably
1: probably <laughs> yeah. it's, this is the reason for it and why would they I think that people are starting to make connections and go why would they just all of a sudden come out and, it, and it, is it about another in reinvigorating the want to go back and have war in the Middle East it's became kind of, I of well on a whole thing um, to, to get the troops out if they leave it, these guys rise up again, another terror attack. What
0: are they gonna do? Are they gonna just sit back and go, I think well, they're, they're just gonna be on this time. I think it's clear that there's no will to militarily intervene in that country anymore, and it's why everybody literally just picked up sticks and fucking ran. Um I think when you look at this new AUKUS thing, the Australian, UK, American Alliance that was announced today in Parliament, um, you know, three-party, three-country agreement to basically combat China. Um, so I think now that we've spent 15, 20 years fucking about in the Middle East, we're going to go back to Asia while the Middle East cools down a wee bit and then we'll fuck about in Asia for 20 years and then we'll come back up the road, you know what I mean? Well, okay. um, but, so What's it's this August thing like? What's UK so it's A for Australia UK and US so AUKUS right the, the abbreviation that something probably got paid a fucking fortune for don't know a lot of the detail the White House like cleaned its slate last night late on and there was a lot of like press speculation about what was going to be announced because they knew the UK and Australia were involved but eh uh, Johnson was announcing it in parliament as I left to come here right it's the the of last night was that it's a international alliance to, to try and limit Chinese influence in the world and you know it sounded vaguely Cold warish, but but right. you know if there's a Cold War with China we've already lost it because look at the condition <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, um are
1: well, now one of the very few superpowers left like uh, America's ones, I, I mean as much as America and Russia want to perpetuate and, and you know Britain want to sort of put out this message that we're still this strong, you know and the society that we live in as we're talking about Covid, racism cancelling, everything that we've spoke about in this episode, like things are crumbling underneath, like it feels like It, <coughs> it kind of feels like we're, we're the, the sort of playing these sides off against each other for control is now sort of coming home to roost and it kind of like it, the, the thing that's happened in Afghanistan in the 80s through 90s and you know, like sort of peaked in 2001 and then led to the the sort of wars, kind of reflective of what happens when you play one side off against each other because that was about stopping Russia and now we've got this
0: new plan to stop China and it's, when are we going to stop this? I think the comparison is readily seen when you talk about, you know, the way they funded the Afghan or the Majidine and whatever else against Russia and then stepped out at the end of that process where like, billions and billions of armaments still there, and all these weapons and the skill and sort of training that went into using them was then turned on, you know, the Americans at a later date. And then we see everybody, you know, in the, the, the Afghan Midnight flight and getting out of capital as quick as they could. And again, there was articles, I think there was like a US General, one of those like political secretaries up in the, the sort of Man structure there. Who was talking about how they'd left something like eighty five billion dollars worth of like hardware just. And like something was like cool, but like we didn't. We've we'll, we'll, we'll got all the keys for the tanks and shit. And you're like. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like so much x amount has been dis- decommissioned and blah blah blah, and you're like. Completely beyond use. Like they kind of use these leftover shells and turn them into the IEDs or whatever. They can kind of be used to like. Terrorise the population that we've just abandoned yeah, you know list, They've so. also got
1: a population of people that know how to use their <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah, We fucking trained them and it like what's been happening is, is they've been wrangling these people up getting them to show them how they work and then you know murdering them on Aye. the
0: streets as a way warning um, people about going against them The whole them. thing was a disgrace I mean it was pitched as you know the Dunkirk spirit and you know the last planes out, or the last helicopters out of Saigon and there was this you know sort of like almost heroic overtone yeah. And like see for the people, you know, pretty patel sitting at the fucking airport welcoming, you know, Afghan refugees like like I mean, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like she was at the fucking channel like four days before gone telling dinghies to turn around, you know what I mean? I like, think to sum up that we just call this episode Hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> because it's
1: kind of like every subject that's been coming up the thing that's been coming through is that people are just being hypocrites about it and, and we kinda get on the same page like nobody can i mean. the fucking like, nonsense I about it as well I mean there was literally
0: and, and we've not shared it but I've seen it there was literally videos out there of people clinging onto the side of the aeroplanes trying to get on there but on the flip side there we've got English tourists who are flying to Afghanistan when the Home Office advice has been not to travel there commercially since like April, and then Special Force said they fucking find and rescue this cunt because there was like dark tourists in it in the middle of the fucking countries that fell apart at the seams. You're just like, that country has just been left to fucking get yourself. There. You know what I mean? That was that, that moron, that was fucking stupidity, and it was this like almost like human interest story where, oh, you know. British forces saved this boy who went to Afghanistan three weeks ago and how the fuck did he get in Afghanistan? Well it crumbled, like, how? how? You know what I mean? my world? And then there's other one, and I, you know, I'll, I'll dial up down a bit because that, there is an element to this that I get but at the same time I think the priorities that were wrong. and it was the guy who was running the animal shelter in Kabul and had his plane ready to go and refused to go on the plane unless he was also allowed to save Something like 200 pets so cats and dogs mostly and it caused a delay and eventually he was allowed to go on this plane and was evacuated to like 200 or so formally domesticated pets he left the entire staff of the kennel in Afghanistan like what's going on mate? you know what I mean? What the fuck? I get that people are sentimental about animals, animals. Yeah. I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to disrespect that anyway, like but at the same time, when you are actively, like, literally throwing people onto your plate to get out of fucking warzone, mm-hmm. that you would pick 200 cats and dogs over actual people for me it was just fucking crazy, but again, this was like the fucking idiot tourist I suppose, oh, this is, look at this feel good story. You can feel good about what's going on in Afghanistan because we fucking put some cats on a plane. And you're like, what? Like, fuck up. Like, people were literally falling off that plane probably uh-huh. trying to get out and you know, uh-huh. telling me about, you know, we fluffies are not in Afghanistan anymore. And you're like, good are fluffy, but like, uh-huh. that should not have been at the expense of human life. I, I think, you we'll know, get like, a humanitarian crisis about to, you know, read its ugly mm-hmm.
1: unfortunately. And, and, you know, our, our economies are already on their knees like um, so um, I'm sure that this will be unfortunately I can see Farage and Dikes, you oh, know, being reinvigorated in their messages because I mean, while there's there's one
0: of those planes landing at uh, UK airports with you know Union Jacks and everybody's oh thank god you saved me, like i they'll be fine three six, eight weeks when the, the actual coverage of that dies done but they tell will be back when the fucking White Whitecliffs of Dover with a double barrel shotgun one for kids like you know a, gra- a granny on a porch aye
1: exactly you know what I mean craziness mate craziness Well, we'll, we'll wrap up and why not I'll I think I've got me stay up a rant get things off her chest I don't know if it has quite the same cathartic effect if you just sit and listen to it. But, um, <laughs> these, no. things be, these things need to be spoken but I think that there is quite a lot of the time that um, these, they're difficult conversations and they're mm-hmm. hurt Actually it takes a level of courage to sit and talk about these things in a public forum. Not a lot of people are willing to do it, so fuck it, we'll do it, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't think anything we do is particularly courageous at all. I'm just
0: like, it's like the whole thing with like Joe Rogan. If you're taking what he says and you know, affecting your life in terms of how you treat medically, like you probably deserve to fall in well. Like if you're taking anything that we're saying as you know, gospel or, you know, that then you probably deserve the same. Uh, hi. We're Can't just two bands with microphones, just the same as that. <laughs> <laughs>